This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey, y'all, y'all got any more of that music box? I'll shoot your glowy friend for a music box. Yo, hit me up. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> wow, this song saps all of the energy out of the core of whatever I was about to do. Whatever you I were going like, to say, that energy that was coming out. Hand down, music dead. Oh, we should have done bang, bang. Bang, bang. Welcome to the show. We're talking about The Gifted, Season 2, Episode 13, entitled Tempted. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this episode where a, a lot of things happened that didn't necessarily matter at all, and then the ending. Nothing happened, and then everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing. Everything. Yeah. Uh, on cue, too. Steven was like, nothing happened this episode. And then, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> you're like, oh, The writers okay. are like, oh, yeah. I, I can't wait for Marco's mixtape to drop, because that is going to be fire. It's going to be good. The tingo yeah. We're talking about Lorna being a spy. We're talking about Lauren and Andy, Lauren and Reed, Erg and his origin story. And then Glow and Marcos and ending on the only thing that happened in this episode. Uh, let's go ahead and go over our overall thoughts for the episode. I'm your host, Stephen Lemieux, and I think it was good. Steph. I'm Steph. Uh, I, like you guys said, I think nothing happened and then everything happened. But it was still a strong episode. Kate was feistier than usual and less Capri Sunny. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. I'm Heather Wake. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, I feel like Caitlin is turning into like the Sarah Connor of soccer moms, so that was pretty cool. Oh my god, that's a great way to put it. That is right? a good way to put it. Good Caitlin episode. And what do soccer moms bring to the game? Capri Sun. <laughs> You're starting to get it. Now you see what yeah. I've been saying. Overall thoughts on this episode. Who are you? Well, <laughs> listen, if you can't read my hat at this point, and you're, if you're in the, even if you're listening on iTunes, you can read my hat. My name's Tom. That's here, a little bit old hat. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this, this episode. It was a very entertainingly interesting episode. Nothing happened. And we became aware that nothing happened right at the point where everything happened that's set up for next week. It's so like they I, knew. It made me extremely excited for next week's episode. So if that was the point of this episode, great job. This is a bridge. Cross the bridge. Here's Can't what I, wait. Here's what I'm upset about with this episode. And again, like, good acting, cool scenes, a lot happened. But, like, not a lot happened that really moved pushes... Moved the plot. Moved the plot. So, like, we already knew... So I'm going to list on my hand the five things that happened that moved the plot. Lauren's not sleeping, so she took the drug so she could sleep and not be 
obscured by Andy. Um, Marcos got shot, which is fun. I got to be careful with how I bring my fingers down real quick. Um, let's see. Do you? The, the sisters know, like now have to make a decision on Lauren. Lauren like, not showing up. Yeah, right? I feel like yeah. They, yeah. they're going to want to kill her up. now. And then Marcos, or not Marcos, Lauren is kind of out. And in we terms said of, she's going to be screwed over for next episode, at least. I mean, she's kind of spotted out. Yeah, we said goodbye to what's-his-face Max, I believe his name was. So Max yeah. dying, has there has to be some, what happened to, why did Max die? What, what happened to Max? That's something. Yeah, that least. is something. And um, Blink, Blink is... Oh. Erg's heart grew three times its size. <laughs> yeah, he... He had, like, a Grinch episode. The Grinch gave back Christmas to the humans. <laughs> With an M on her face that wasn't burned in or cut in or stabbed or anything. Yeah, I mean, it brought it brought Glow and Marcos closer together, but it's, like, still one of those things where it was, like, a side story where, it like... But oh. it, di- it didn't bring Marcos and Glow closer together. Marcos is in the exact same predicament as he was before where he's still very torn and attached to Lauren. Lorna, so no, it did not. It just we played the story instead of kissing, they swapped fluids and not the ones we wanted to see them swap. So here's the thing, right? So everyone's gonna be upset because we're because we said nothing happened. Look, a lot happened, but it was just like a lot of stuff that kind of could have been handled in the first 20, 30 minutes of the episode. Yeah. Rocking chair. Uh yeah, it, it just it was like drawn out with stories that didn't really need to happen. Um the whole story with Glow getting shot was very just Unnecessary. I mean, there could have been a way that includes Kate or includes Erg forgiving humans without that entire B storyline. And then um, I really would have wished to not have the previews for next episode three weeks ago say they're going to attack Washington, D.C. Because that was like a big reveal this episode yeah. that they like gave away three freaking weeks ago. So when I saw it, I was like, wait, this it is wasn't new. a shocking. That I was thought so true. it was almost Shock like, argument. to me, they I was like, away. wait, she's just finding this out. I knew that weeks ago. Yeah, she could have called me. Right? Like, hey, by the way, they're going to attack DC in the White House because you said in a preview three weeks ago and then you said in a preview two weeks ago. And it's pretty common knowledge for everyone watching the show now. It's not really a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that, my own. That's honestly. That's those are, can Heather get her point out? Heather, what are you trying to say? I was just going to say that that's a typical problem and obstacle of TV writing is that uh, so many things get so, get stretched out and mm. sort of teased and they wait for that final punch at the end so that you stick around for the next episode. And that's kind of what this felt like. I, mean, I apologize, gl- Stephen. I should have let you go. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I, I didn't mean, realize that that's what she Here's the thing. I'm glad they didn't show Marcos getting shot in a preview. Like, that was a good moment. Yeah. Honestly, anyone who was watching the show was probably surprised by that moment. was like, damn, okay, cool. S is getting real. Which is cool. That was a great moment, and I liked the moment where Kate pulled out her gun and shot a guy with seemingly no resistance or mental fortitude telling her not to. She seemed to be totally fine with just shooting somebody, which is great. Kate's growing up. Our girl's grown up. We need to talk about that 100%. But let's go back to Lorna being a spy and the fact that this million-dollar or more facility has zero cameras, and it's just the easiest thing for people to have a cell phone, talk to anybody, it's Go like into rooms. Riva right is room. hat computers, even though you I'm have sage. a computer specialist. Yeah. Her, the locks are just deadbolts. They're not like even like computer pads with key cards. It's straight up just like, hey, we invited this girl here that's like kind of on our side, but like she has magnetic powers. Let's just like let it her used have to free be reign. not on our side yesterday. 
I do think that she played when she got called out. She played that part really good. Yeah, she's I like that a lot. Super sexy and powerful. But this goes to the point of nothing happened. So they set it up where Max was on to Lorna. Great, and then Max seemingly dies. So it's like the whole setup of Lorna being the tough girl. You forgot who I am. I'm Polaris, daughter of Magneto. All that powerful stuff and that tension and that anxiety of her getting caught they just eradicated the problem in a different way and I wanted her to be the one to deal with it I wanted her to do something to Max that shows him you don't mess with me yeah I agree I think it would have been nice to like put the fear of God in him of course he could, she could have circled the knife around him They're like oh that would have been oh fun. do you oh you didn't know the hair this isn't a style Oop, and was like, I'm gonna show you how it's really done. Dude, imagine if, imagine if like she took the knife and like had it just spiral up his arm or something like that. I accidentally while cut cutting him, like, and be like, oops. And Max also, the the character, all of a sudden becomes extremely perceptive. I yeah. didn't notice that Polaris was interrogating me, but I paid attention because something out of my, in my room was out of out of place, which was cool. Because of the whole jail connection. But then I also noticed that she cut herself and was all of a sudden extremely intuitive. Even though I was the least intuitive up to this point. I think he let his guard down because she's a woman. And as as that character, it would make sense. He seems like the kind of cocky F-boy kind of thing where it's like he didn't take Lorna seriously at all. He Again, his character has been acting like he didn't take Lorna seriously at all. So her asking kind of seems more like, oh, haha, look at her asking. She just wants to be in on it because she wants to be with the cool kids. It didn't seem like interrogation until he started thinking about it. So that, I don't disagree, I don't agree with your point on that because you're only perceptive of people as soon as you start distrusting them. And as soon as you do- start distrusting people, the puzzle pieces start fitting into place and then everything kind of snaps. But they're like, that's how relationships work too, is like, People can do, like, your girlfriend can be doing really shady stuff that you just don't even think twice about until one thing just sets you off and everything in your mind just clicks. That sounds like a personal problem, (laughs) I know. I mean, you guys switched seats because I just couldn't stand to be near Tehran anymore. That that actually makes a lot of sense because when I started distrusting Stephen after he said, I'm Mm. not good at doing certain things, I, I slowly started seeing... The strings unravel. There's a few things Tehran's not good at, and it's really impacted our relationship. (laughs) But I think I agree with Heather when she when we were watching it, she was saying questioning kind of Lorna's the acting methods. Yeah, every time she walked away, she would have this face the fret, scared. Yeah, and it is true up until this moment moment where she owned being Polaris and basically essentially the daughter of Magneto. I don't think she would have been acting that scared. I don't. It just seemed not very. I don't blame out. the actress though, no, because no, no. I th- I I don't. I have a feeling that was a directorial thing. Like, totally. hey, Emma, let's see the fear. I just wanted like somebody on the opposite side of the room. So like, Lorna's here talking to this guy. I just imagine somebody behind her. She turns away and just like. And the guy's like, "Why are you looking like that? <laughs> why are you so fat-faced? Like, why, why you why you look like you just like spied on somebody? Why are you giving that face? Like, I just wanted somebody in the room to like <laughs> sure. naked gun it and just be like." But to the point is, they have to convey to the audience that she's worried without using words. No, it's very difficult it, when yeah. it comes to writing. <laughs> it may have been overacted in a, in a couple parts this episode in particular. However, it goes because of that lack of a writing moment. They yeah. had to display it very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, there weren't enough words in this episode that counted. I just wonder 
And we'll talk about it later. I still just wonder why it was only Marcos that went to capture that dude at the end. I'm like, John would have been on board. Like, Erg would have been on board. Well, because I guess you can't Which fit, John, like, the three people. One? A... John's not bulletproof, is he? I, I think he might be bulletproof. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Does would've... he have? Is he? He's strong, right? He can also the like... super strong guy. They don't. Yeah. Is he super strong, John? Right. I think uh... their intention was to get answers out of him, and Marcos was a professional interrogator. Plus, they don't want to fit three people in the back of that car. You know how Marcos interrogates people? They're tied to a chair, and then he gets to them. Like, I just don't think this was like the best choice. Anyway, we're gonna go again. It's 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 the show. It ha- you have to create drama. Like, there's no. Like, if you create a solution, it's not good writing. So I agree with the with, with what they did. Now, because my eyesight is terrible because I'm nearing 30... Lauren and Andy. Lauren and Andy. <laughs> I got well, before you. Before we go on to the next topic, I just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, all of you listening, please give us a five-star rating. And please, leave comments we love to hear from you but no matter where you are leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation this panel isn't just us it's all of you at home as well being a part of after buzz has meant so much to all of us and we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows why, is, why does yes. after buzz mean so much to you Tehran? after buzz means so much to me because after buzz has been a platform that allows me to uh, have a voice and give opinions, and I, I know I'm not that opinionated a person. Mm-hmm. However, AfterBuzz has allowed me to grow that temperament and character. <laughs> Man, what myself. a Frankenstein monster. <laughs> I mean, that's created. great. And it's also been the platform that's given me a lot of options and opportunities outside of outside of just being here. Well, that's good. I think everyone should go on iTunes and rate us five stars, give us a comment, and let us know what you thought of Tehran's live or, read. if you don't, we will send Marco <laughs> after you. After well, he heals. I just if. need another character that glows that we can shoot. <laughs> glow worm. <laughs> a lot of glowing this episode. It's like shooting mutants that glow. But I had fun. Th- I'm not going to say I didn't have fun this episode. Oh, yeah, because I don't fun. want anyone to think we didn't have fun. We loved watching everything. It's just we are getting antsy as we're getting near the end of the season. I want I want something to happen. And I don't want to wait till just the last episode. Exactly. I just don't want... I don't want them to have done a 16-episode season when they only needed 13. I I think that we've become more accustomed to super-packed episodes because of all the streaming networks. Uh, We expect, like, a small movie in each episode, so when there's one just plot-building a little bit, it it seems kind of pointless. So we're going to do some iTunes shout-outs real quick. Shout-out to Sean3316, who last week said sound issues. Yeah, it's because we shot in the trailer. Love the show discussion in theaters and Capri Sun. But holy hell was the sound and volume problem this week. Yeah, we shot in the trailer. We're still getting it worked out. But at least we got an episode up, which we wouldn't have gotten up without the trailer. So hopefully it was at least good enough to listen to. Um, It sounded better on YouTube than it did on iTunes, so if you guys do want to check that out, if you had issues. Uh, Gifted After Buzz review from Nick Dreamer 4, which I believe is Nicholas Kelly in the chat because he keeps saying that he has done an iTunes review. Honestly... Last week's gifted after show was That's phenomenal. His voice. This is I'm Nicholas Sean. Kelly. <laughs> no, I'm Nicholas Kelly. Honestly, last week's gifted after show was phenomenal. And I have to say that Stephen and Tehran give yourself a pat on the back for accurate nicknames for certain members of the underground. Anyway, now for the nitty gritty. Can somebody please check Capricia and Mom and Rambo because we all know that Papa Smurf and Flashlight won't do it. I honestly hope that the loss of Blink would give Rambo, a.k.a. John, some mental clarity so he can start acting like a real leader. 
Because honestly, the decisions she's been making as of late have only led to safe houses being compromised, being attacked by purifiers two times, and finally being kidnapped and later be brutally tortured and interrogated, said purifiers. Nicholas Kelly. It is Nicholas Kelly. Oh. He even signed it at the end. Yes, Nicholas. I would Nicholas. love for him to go, I don't know anything like that. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Let's talk about... Lauren and Reed. All right, Lauren and Reed. Uh... Father and daughter share a box. Okay, I got I got to air out my thoughts, and I was saying it while we were watching it. I'm so sick of this family not telling each other the truth. It just seems so absurd to me that we've had so many episodes focused on now we're going to be really open. No, it what's the work. what's the phrase they use? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm honest with you. I wasn't honest with you. That's, what? That's the constant constant theme. That's their mantra in their family. It seems the Von Struckers. I'm sorry I wasn't honest I wasn't with you, honest but, with you. But I'm going to give you this piece of information that's extremely important after I the wish, fact. I wish I'm addicted. I wish Lorna knew that Max had a gun. So just be like, I'm sorry I wasn't honest with you. <laughs> Marco, I'm sorry I wasn't, I wasn't honest with you. It's, it's fun because, first of all, let's not act like there's not some... I don't know if they mean to do this. Uh-huh, but the, No, this must be spoken of. I'm not the only one that possibly knows got, what are you the incestuous say? undertones of everything that's kind of done in the family. Now, I'm not saying there is incest going on, but that hold between uh, Lorna and Andy Lauren. last... Lauren, yeah, Lauren... We haven't Andy. gotten to Lauren and Andy I know, yet. but that hold. And then, because now we're talking about the father, and the father's like, no, I wasn't honest with you. Actually, it's me. And then takes her away. I just felt like... Very Game of Thrones-ish. I just felt like, hey, I'm going to do heroin with my daughter <laughs> while my kids are giving the whole, giving the old golden handshake, which sounds... <laughs> and I hope everyone understood the the concept of how you were, like, super addicted to the music box in the beginning of the... Oh, yeah, the I'm so addicted to the music box. Have because you ever listened to it? she became, in all effects, a crackhead. She became a crackhead when the music box. She was like, her her lips were jabbed. Ship, she was like, hoodie on, like, like running hey. around. She's at the bus station, like pulling out like crumpled exactly. cash out of her pocket. Like, yeah, they were portraying her as somebody going through. She's trying to listen to Beethoven, but it just doesn't hit as. Well. I get that we've also dealt with the fact that uh, she hasn't slept in a while. She's avoiding Andy, uh, and Reed knows that. So, like, why are you lying to her, Reed? But then we learn that Reed says, "I liked the darkness." Sucker, sucker, Stackhouse. I like the darkness. Um, yeah, he pulled out those uh, True Blood vibes for a second there. But it's just kind of weird. She's like so dead set on getting away from him. All he has to do is say, I actually liked being kind of an asshole. And then she's like, okay, cool. Let's go do heroin. I mean, I know it's the gene therapy to like erase her powers. Also, that was done with Reed's genes, not hers. So is that going to have negative effects on her? Possibly. Yeah, I was curious about that, Yeah, too. I feel like that was kind of bad science. Bad but it Medical worked diagnosis. for the meantime. It's teeing up her having a lot more power later on. Because, again, the doctor said, like, the more you push Suppressing. your powers back, the po- more powerful they're going to be when they are unleashed. And I feel like if she, like, holds hands with Andy at this point, like, man, somebody's going to, like, burst. So what's going to happen when Reed's powers break through? He's going to just explode. <laughs> He's just going <laughs> to shatter the earth. He just falls towards the core and the earth explodes. That's how they end season two. The world it's a crossover is. with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He shatters the earth and we're all wondering how. It was Reed all along. Ah. Reed's going to like turn into ash 
and it'll just be like the end of Infinity War. Like, oh, this is how we get oh, rid of Reed. Oh, God. This is how we get rid of Reed. Uh, let's throw, throw out to the chat really quick. Nicholas Kelly says, so wait, is the mes- message Reed is trying to put out, let's do drugs so we don't feel c- the cursed music, so he became Bill Compton He also said he sounds more like a sassy Angela Bassett. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Ivan Soto says, the Struckers have incest in their family in the comics. Well, yeah. Uh, Black Magic 99, we've been saying the whole series, they seem real incestry. Thank uh, you. Not just me. I, I it, hate being the only one that says We stopped these saying things. that last season because I feel like we got a lot of crap for insinuating incest. If <laughs> if you play the dream sequence between Andy and Lauren and you put a song to it that's about lovemaking, the entire thing becomes a metaphor for In incest. Your eyes. No, no, no. In your eyes. Marvin Gaye, sexual oh, healing. You, you played on undertone. <laughs> the whole golden handshake thing is straight up. But like, it's just the way they're talking and looking at each other. And and I, I know I you know feel it too. Yeah, it's the we, don't you just wanna It's supposed let go. to be intimate, but they're adding undertones some sexual undertones which i don't even know if they're meaning to do well i guess how do you how do you convey a really intense supernatural bond without towing the line golden handshake (laughs) yeah that's how you do it apparently i mean or golden blood which we see with glow and Marcos. I do see Lauren's confusion, though. Uh, Reed had a good line where, or maybe it was Thunderbird, that she doesn't know her place in this fight. But I think that's the entire underground, especially someone like Lauren who is really good-hearted and wants to help. They're not doing anything. Anakin, who was going this close to going to the dark side? You mean that guy? <laughs> the dark side just compelled her way too easily it's without passion. a conversation. And also... With her and her father, he doesn't know what she's going through because as soon as it was going to happen, he blocked his powers. And I feel like she should have brought that up because she was so hesitant about blocking her powers to begin with. All of a sudden, that was the quick fix, and she was like, okay. Oh, so that's why the parents lie to the kids because the parents are hypocrites. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Let's move on. Thank What's you, the next Steven. One? Lauren and Andy. Lauren and Andy. We've been kind of talking about that, yeah. but let's get into it. Andy is under the control of the triplets. Are we to assume that Andy knows that they're talking through him while he's dreaming? Yes. Okay, so he has kind of accepted this fact that they are going to control him to get at his sister. What the F, man? This is some creepy-ass bullcrap. Yeah. It's creepy because I think, though, he might have only consented to... (laughs) He didn't consent all the way, maybe. Um, Maybe he only consented to being, like, put under... So he thought they were just going to establish the No, because before, right? or they he, told him they their did. intention. Yeah, They okay. specifically, they didn't hide it. They were like, why don't you connect with, and then we will help you convince her. And that was, and he, a little, oh, but not yeah. as reluctantly as we would have hoped, agreed to it. And this time he did. And he sold out his sister and he sold out his family. And honestly, I'm very upset at him for that. He easily sold them out and then tried to set her up when they were there when she was coming. And had she seen them and been upset, that would have been an unsuing fight that might not have ended well for one of them. If Andy was my son, no Capri son for a week. That's a Grounded. I understand. Totally grounded. Harsh, no man. generic first person shooter video. You're getting games the purple either. stuff, buddy. Yeah. You're not getting Capri Sun. Yeah. You gotta oh, take Hawaiian right. Punch. You're getting Sunny D. You're you getting something deal with, different. Oh, Sunny D and it burns your mouth. Yeah. That's what you gotta have, Andy. <laughs> and you can only drink it after brushing your teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> terrible right oh um, the worst let's uh let's talk about this a little bit more too with the esme sisters so 
Andy is kind of copping to the fact that he's letting them control him to take his sister in. Does he have any remorse for this at this point, or does he just think that like this is a good thing for Lauren? What is his what is his intention? No, I think he thinks or I think his intentions are ultimately good. I don't think so at all. They're selfish, like the mother. His intention is, I don't like being alone. I love touching her golden hand. The Fenris <laughs> is within me. I want her over here because then it also validates what I'm doing. I did not like the way she looked at me when I broke home, homeboy's legs. And I thought I was proud and I was I was the cat bringing the dead bird to my owner and then I got in trouble. I want her to be on my side because if, if Lauren's over here, that means what I'm doing is right. And we're super powerful together. So... I was thinking that they were going to hold hands and the power was going to activate and maybe kill one of the Frost sisters. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that could still happen later. I think there could be a backlash because if you try to control the Fenris power, like that's not going to go well for you. As soon as people try to control it that are not the Von Struckers or a Strucker, it will struck back. No, it back. definitely will. I, I think that we're that has to be next episode. I feel like we have to have a solution because they keep going back and forth with trying to get Lauren. And now I you think... don't think they've killed enough people who are killing one of the Frost sisters, too? Can I just like say also, like if, if you walk up and you see your sibling in a dream and they're talking to you and they're standing like this. Yeah. With, like arms behind their back like this. Basically, a uh, parade position from the military, except with your hands behind your back instead of in front. Super crazy. Parade creepy. rest. It's like... Yeah, when is Andy They ain't ever doing anything good. It was also the way he was talking. Yeah, he, he doesn't didn't, talk he like that. He doesn't talk like Andy's that. Andy's not that refined. Andy's not that smooth. He's never been that articulate in his life. <laughs> Yeah, this is the guy who who's like, uh, that's um, that's my girlfriend. Like he didn't have anything better to say. But I turn her into a wall. So all of a sudden he was convincing. He was charming. He was the perfect man for Lauren. I'm shipping Lorandi, everyone. Lorandi. Oh God. I'm shipping. How you feeling? I'm feeling no Lorandi. But he became, and she. But here's the thing. I don't know if she was convinced. I think she was convincing herself. She wanted this too. It feels good. The Fenris, even on whatever level we think, but it feels good. She felt an ease when she was holding his hand. And when two siblings get together just to feel good, are you going to judge that? (laughs) Not in West Virginia. So the concept (laughs) is... What? I'm the first one to... Okay. So, the concept is... Mountain Mama. The concept is... We feel... Something has to happen between these two... In a way that affects others around them. And if not, this will be the worst lack of payoff of a storyline ever. I think they have to be the linchpin. I think with Max dead... It needs to be an explosion. With Max dead, now the trio, who apparently have really powerful powers but can't do anything without three people involved, uh, I think it's going to turn into Andy and Lauren getting their powers activated at the White House. And next season's... Because this this season's called Mutant Uprising. Like, next season's going to be called Mutant Nation or something like that. If we get a next season, hopefully we get a next season. So, yeah. uh, E-Millionaire says, how is Andy power hungry? Andy is power hungry because he wants more power to protect his family. Lauren is power hungry because she likes the feeling. She likes the feeling. Yeah. I don't Uh, doubt that Andy likes... 
the feeling too. Oh, he likes no, it too. He likes but... the comfort. Comfort. He likes feeling strong because he was the bullied. Yeah, he's and he's never different. felt good at anything. Mm. Lauren really is just addicted to the power. She enjoys her. Like the way she threw her disc at the cop car. That was someone who's just like I'm powerful now, <laughs> and she like, liked it. Frisbee, yeah. frisbee, yeah. of death. You you guys realize she's introduced to that one dude at the doctor's office, plays frisbee once, and then suddenly her power is frisbee. <laughs> fans must so have really true. loved Lauren playing frisbee, and they were like, writers are like, that's, <laughs> she's that's not the first white girl that's played frisbee for no reason. Tehran, racist. Right, right, let's move on. What's I went to college thing? with these people. <laughs> What's the next thing, Steph? Erg origin. Woo! And when okay, I do have to say, I think there was a the purpose that we missed also was a setup for the the, um, the Morlocks to be included in the fight. True, because they'll care about humans a little bit yeah. more because of Capri Sun. But um, so Erg was betrayed by his lover Pam, which I'm liking to think was Pam from Archer, just like because it was actually the mutant version of Get Out, and a lot of people didn't see that movie. <laughs> but in the Morlock under who hasn't seen that movie? Not the mutant version. Get out, Pam. What did you do? Get out. What have you... I never told you about the crossing in Detroit. And she was in the sunken place ever since. (laughs) Steven. But do you guys think that that is enough justification for his hatred of humans? No. I mean... Strong-handed. Yeah. No. No, that wasn't justified. Like, at that point, I believe... Uh, Heather and, and Steph made the point. Well, why doesn't he just hate all women? Why is he not like I only lay with men now? <laughs> Heather made you, that point. He betrayed me. Like if we're gonna just hate humans for that reason, we're gonna lump he people together. Which I'm a pro at, by the way. Lumping groups of people together, I'm amazed. I'm amazing at it. And yet this still seemed like an overstep. You should see Tehran uh, uh, direct a dog pile. It's it's impressive. Amazing. It's amazing. We have 42 people in the chat, guys. Hit that thumbs up right now. Comment below if you're watching this video afterwards so we can read the comments because all of the chat comments poof, go away, just like people who are glowy blood and shot. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about Marcos very soon because we got about nine minutes left. We'll wait yeah, to the very end of Erg's, the Erg's story, I like that we got a story, but it still felt a little bit lighthearted. I feel like we needed to see Sentinel Services get in there and like actually kill people in front of him and him get away. That would have been that would have been much better. That would have been more impactful in that like, oh crap, Erg witnessed everyone die because of being betrayed by a human. Yeah. Not just us assuming that he knows that everyone got killed because of a human. Yeah, I mean this is this relationship wasn't even established, so you don't even know the Context. the height of the betrayal. Right. Yeah, like if she was maybe pregnant, that would have been like, oh damn, now we got an Erg baby out there somewhere, which would have been great. I thought that would have been an open open thing where he would have like Something. told her to leave and she had his unborn child that would have been so told her to get out can we use that please just say that what's the new movie called them us 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 that's what it us what is it over was. get More, out but that's what it eventually became because it's like this is going to be the problem is us this is us not helping or whatever it's going to happen but he I just looks say, her in the eye and says jordan peele <laughs> That's actually the name of one of the uh, mutants in the underground. Because none of them have any useful powers. So maybe. I think that... They have a doctor, but the doctor isn't a mutant with healing powers. Like, what? He- bring- hey, guys, someone got hurt. Bring heal over. How about how about Band-Aid? Bring Band-Aid over here. Also, someone. the one time that they uh, have Blink, a teleporter, they get shot at. But I every other you time this you make runs, you're fine. Y- usefulness. They had dogs this time, I- though. 
Yeah, well, I think we would have been better off if we also got a, a better Evangeline backstory. Yeah. I think That's Evangeline's still story. alive. I think she's definitely oh, still alive. I believe so as well, but I feel like the backstory would have, we would have been, as an audience, way more happier with that backstory than random Pam, who we've never even had a, we didn't even know she existed, and now, not only does she exist, she also got sent away. She was told to get out. Welcome to Random Pam uh, Weekly, where we discuss Pam's shenanigans, her shapamigans. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Let's bring that up really quick, because I just remembered with talking about Evangeline, we do get other mutants that exist. Uh, they're all met at the apartment building, which, as a secret headquarters, is way less cool than the Inner Circle secret headquarters. But it has more cameras. Has they more have cameras. more cameras at this place. Um, we see the, the girl who looks like the mouth of Sauron, except, like, the forehead of Sauron. She's got like slits in her face. Lines. Oh yeah. Looks really cool. Hope we see her again. I would have liked to get introduced to more mutants to like really grow this world that the underground's part of, but I feel like the writers just aren't sure where they're going with the show yet in terms of how much time they'll have with it. So I don't know. I wish we got introduced to more of them. Just not just the cool looking girl who might end up with an M on her face. Well a little known fact is she's actually Shatter's sister. Oh, oh my no. god. Racist. It was nice um, knowing her. <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about Glow and Marcos. Glow and Marcos. So stealing blood, Glow gets shot, obviously, because that's how blood she works. Jinxed if you have glowing blood, you share a blood type with other people who have glowing blood. What are if that acid guy would have had to find people with acid blood to oh, get that blood? That would have been unfortunate. Right? Or just put acid I think in that's it. actually how that would have worked. I probably, honestly. Sounds like science. Thank God they didn't use some basic blood. Like, quick, get us somebody from Starbucks and take their blood. But they're also not giving us a payoff between Glow and and Marcos. Like, we need you to to either make out or break out. Like, that's... I wonder if if they can do a glowing It's a dying love triangle. Yeah, stop doing this. Because now it's not even... We're not even feeling... They feel like more brother and sister than Lauren and Andy. They do, yeah. (laughs) There is no sexual chemistry there. Can we just get Lorna shot so we have the trifecta of the the shot love triangle? <laughs> Lorna cannot get shot. I know she's she, not going to get shot. She she, she literally repels bullets. She could with a glass bullet. That's true, but the glass would shatter when you fired it out of a gun. Plastic bullets or rubber bullets. They have mutant poison I'm sure someone could figure it out. Well, I mean, they can't even find a mutant who can heal. <laughs> In the underground, so mutant. true. Well, the Morlocks all have mutant power except for Erg, whose power is amazing. And it's very much like Erg in the comic book, except because he's black, I call him Bishop. The concept is that none of the none of the mutants in the underground actually have a healing power. Uh, 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 I mean, not a healing power, a, a useful power, to the point where before Blink, how did they even go on raids? Every time they went on a raid, they should have got shot. That's what the, I'm saying. Because this time, with Blink, they got shot. So how did they even make it through the other times, especially since a lot of them look less human-y, a lot of them... Uh, obviously, we saw that they, and they have these big M's. We saw them go on a raid before without using powers. It was they went through the sewers and they went through underground. Uh, Heather, uh, but that's Jas- what I'm saying. How did they not get shot? Jasper Burris would like you to slap Tehran for the shatter joke. Actually, it's not just shatter. It's, it, you replace the I, A with an I. Whatever. Anyway, concept is love it. Um, okay, so yeah, that whole storyline it kind of grows them together, but also splits them apart because she's like, you're doing it for your ex. It's like, uh, act more thirsty, why don't you? Um, <laughs> Her new name is Thirst Trap. Who says that? I don't think I could ever think of a situation where I would ever a say A lot that. of people do that. Like, the moment they have some sort of chemistry, they think they have ownership. 
It's like you can be married <laughs> and still not have ownership. It's like, come on. Yeah, or... Marcos already learned that. I mean, and <laughs> I mean, we're learning that <laughs> we're learning that with Kate and Reed because man, I ship Kate and Erg. Yeah, Erg. That <laughs> moment was very romantic. Hey, can we get the wide shot for a second? Who ships Kate and Erg? What? Oh, <laughs> also, another movie. Can I just say that, like, if if a if it's like the Spider Man thing, like the hey, if if uh, he walks up to you and like puts dirt on his hands, like. Caresses your cheek slowly. and an M, slowly on camera and looking you in the eye. It was a friendship camaraderie. It was sexual harassment if she did not consent. It was, it was a like friendship with benefits camaraderie. They, they actually had when when she did that when when Erg did that to Kate. It reminded me of Lauren and Andy. <laughs> I like how Reed developed the power of being a cuckold. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Moving on, I know. But, like, Erg, it's, it's like, why is everyone looking at Erg like that? It's like, John's so jealous of Erg. Yeah. It's like, the dude lives underground. Like, <laughs> he got one eye. He has a mysterious <laughs> Blink, voice. are you cheating on me with Erg? Maybe. So now is Reed going to meet Erg, and we're going to get that whole, Kate, you can't go see the Morlocks again. Where'd you get that M? Where'd you get <laughs> that M? Wait, let's not forget that John... Who was like, hey, Blink, there's something between you and Erg. And then Blink went off with Erg. Let's, <laughs> not, let's not forget that actually kind of happened. That Erg kind also of. has another power that we're not talking Jonathan about. Jonathan Shaw in the chat's upset Please. because he gave her the M as a sign of respect. I get, we totally get it, guys. We're not, we're not like. It was a little intimate. He could have just been like, you're one of us now. And made it very, but he was like. You guys, it was camaraderie. This is why they're going to link up. Okay. Par- yeah. This is what, wait. The underground? If I did this to you right now in my bathrobe, I would get arrested. (laughs) If I touched you the way Erd did Kate... It's, it was, yeah, you worded that sentence. Because that's, I touched you in that way. Because it, it was just, it was a very intimate moment that wasn't as camaraderie. He should have kept going and just wrote his phone number across her face. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> we don't get signal down here, so, but we got Wi-Fi. Uh, Skype me. But like I said, very entertaining, fun episode. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about the ending because we only got a minute left. Marcos got shot because what? he straight up like tried to grab shot Max, and he was like, up. "It looked like he got totally like uh, shot did. like six times, and but then, then he only had one him. shot when he walked out, and then Max blew up in the car." Yeah, so the he or we think so because I, I remember Max's power being able to convey this kind of energy. So I don't know if Max is dead, and I I would I would not be surprised if Max is still alive. And puts a lot of things together after this. No, he way. was able to vex the power away from him. Because remember how it takes three of them to do one little clap thing. He's he's a part of that process, and that process is move the energy, settle the energy, destroy the energy. Can we get the spinoff series of the two other people of his trifecta just like trying to find themselves now that he's gone? Yeah, <laughs> Like they have no power because he was the first. Yeah. Can he we get the catalyst? It's like we get the music to their episode. Can we get like the, the I'm all without you. And they're just like sad in their rooms looking at pictures of him. Looking like, for him. They're the looking newspaper. through his stuff. I touched his stuff all the time. <laughs> I touched his stuff. But I mean, yeah, Marcos got shot. That was, and that was not only shocking, but the best part of the episode by far, simply because it was the one part of the episode that means something to us tomorrow. Everyone in the chat says they think he's dead. Max yeah, is me dead. too. I, I'm, I'm going with, I'm going to throw that out in my predictions Trent as well, but I think he might be alive. We'll see. All right. Remember this chat. Uh, say one sentence, Tehran. Max. All right. 
Heather. Max dead, Marcos alive. Okay, Steph. Underground Morlock link up. Uh, I say that Glow's gonna have to give blood to Marcos now. And we're just... That's gonna, a run-on sentence. They're gonna kiss. <laughs> I like to run on sentences. <laughs> Guys, where can we find you if fans want to keep in touch? At I am Tehran all across the board at I-A-M-T-H-R-A-N and on a slew of other AfterBuzz shows. I like the word slew. Go ahead. Slew. Hey guys, on Instagram you can find me at Heather.Wig. Theoretically, um, on Twitter you can find me at Heather underscore Wig, although apparently there have been some issues. So well, we just can't tag you in photos. Yeah, we'll oh, figure sad. it out. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at StephSabra. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. Also, uh, a lot of people in the chat wondering if he did survive. How did he survive? Well, he transfers power, so I'm assuming it's some kind of erg-like thing where he absorbed the fire. Well, no, he just blocked it around. Anyway, we'll find out. Yeah, he's going to be the next cover of the Rage Against the Machine album. Guys, we will see you next week for... Wait, wait, wait. Not next week. We are off for a week. We're back February 5th. We will see you guys then for the after show The Gifted, which will be uh, the third to last, and then we have... 16 episodes this season. So the finale is on the 28th, I believe. I'm shipping Lorandi. 29th. 29th. 19th. 19th. It's on the 19th. We'll see you guys next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.